This is Hired, the Good Karma Brands Recruitment Show. Looking for your next great career? You're in the right spot. And now, alongside Good Karma Brands Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Good morning and welcome to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. So this show is about hiring, professional development, recruitment, and business culture. So along with Good Karma Brands Leadership Coach, Steve Wexler, I'm Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu. Hey, Daphne. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, on today's show, we have a special guest, the namesake of our company, of Good Karma Brands. The founder and CEO, Craig Karmazin, is going to join us to talk about GKB, what he looks for in ideal teammates, the challenges of owning and operating a growing company. And we get to quiz our fearless leader. That's what I call him whenever I have. Is that our first question, whether he's fearless or not? Is that what we're We get to quiz him. So that's coming up on the GKB Radio Network. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired. So, Daphne, in 1997, Craig Karmazin, and some of his close friends began Good Good Karma Brands. Today, GKB is in markets as large as New York City and Los Angeles and as small as Beaver Dam in Wisconsin, where the company began. GKB is in news and sports and digital, hospitality, play-by-play, has grown from a handful of teammates to... How many teammates are we now? Over 500. Over 500. And when the company began, it was literally a handful. Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. 25 or so. Just a few. So, Craig, welcome, by the way, to welcome. Hired. Great to have yeah. you with us. Thank you for having me. It's good yeah. to have you here. Yeah, I want to jump in. I want to say, when you think back to um, 1997 now, would you think, would you have envisioned that GKB would be what GKB is today? I mean, I think we're like nowhere compared to where I thought we'd be. You know, I, I think like Good. when you start something, you're not thinking it's going to fail, right? So I assumed we were going to take over the world. And like, I don't think we've done that yet. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think we've made incredible things happen. And I think as a 22 year old, I think I underestimated how many good people you need to be able to do great things. Mm -hmm. And so to accomplish all the things we've accomplished, I think is great, but absolutely. I thought, you know, we would be a really great, huge, big, successful company at some point. So are you not satisfied or are you satisfied, but still hungry and and interested in what that future looks like? I mean, in no way satisfied. In no way satisfied. I mean, I think, you know, we're, it's a start. Like, you know, it's like the top of the third inning, maybe, and we're just learning how to do things, right? Like, you know, I'm in the same job I've had for over 25 years. Like, a lot of people get like, oh, I've had the same position for two years. When am I going to get promoted? Uh, You know, I've had the same job now for over 25 years, and I know how much improvement I need to make for us to continue to not just get bigger, because getting bigger is of no interest to me. Growing is of interest to me. And for us to continue to grow, I need to continue to get a lot better and, you know, uh, on down, uh, you know, the rest of our team as well. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of proud moments, but are there maybe a couple that you just want to share with us as some of the proudest moments that you have? I, I mean, so there are so many things that, you know, jump out, right? I mean, I think across the company, there are so many individual accomplishments. So I think. 
when I think about the way teammates have grown, that is the first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. when I think about teammates who are, you know, who started in cold calling roles, who are executive vice presidents, or teammates who started as executive assistants who are executive vice presidents, right? Like, so the idea of that meaningful change impacting the lives of people who've dedicated their careers, you know, to our company, right? Like, you know, we have now, you know, like, let's say a little over 500 people, but each person only has one career. And so when someone dedicates that to us Mm -hmm. and to our company, I take that very seriously. So it's those stories and it's seeing how it impacts their families that jump out the most to me. So when you think of pride, you know, your answer was interesting and illuminating because you went to sort of the culture, the people, the experience at GKB as opposed to any certain initiative or product or program that we've created at Good Karma Brand. Yeah, and and there's there's so many of those, right? right? And the impact that we have on our communities means so much, right? Our children's radiothon, the John Moser, uh, you know, Memorial Children's Radiothon that we've now done, you know, since 1998, you know, is the first event that we've done for over 25 years now and raising millions of dollars. That's incredible. Uh, the impact that's made on, on a community and, you know, launching a platform like 1017 The Truth in, uh, in the black community in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like that's a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so there's so many of those types of things that are meaningful, but I think, it starts for me with the impact, you know, on the lives of our teammates. So Daphne and I talk a lot on this show about the business culture and what that looks like and feels like in different organizations. And I know it's something that you and the group over the years have talked about, evolved uh, and developed. How would you describe your vision for what does it feel like to be a GKB teammate? What do you, what do you want that experience to feel like for people? So ultimately, I think the idea of uh, being a teammate anywhere is not the same wherever you are. Right. Like people say like, oh, what's the culture like at Google or what's the culture like at, you know, a tiny little company like ours and good karma. Right. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I don't believe there is a culture of a company. I think each manager ultimately shapes the culture of their team. There may be some things that are similar, but if you are in our office in West Palm Beach versus our office in Cleveland, Ohio versus our office in New York, there's going to be a different culture. So. I think what I've tried to emphasize is our core values. And I think, you know, the culture is going to be different, but if we share values, then each individual person who comes into our team is able to hopefully be that most genuine version of themselves that's appropriate to bring to the office. And they're going to be a culture add to what we do, right? So it's not, hey, what's your culture like? And your culture is the same everywhere. To me, it's those core values being the same. And then our culture needs to continue to evolve. I love that you said that because a question I was going to ask was that common theme. But that's the common theme. It's really the core values. So even if it's different in West Palm versus New York, as long as the foundation is those core values, right? The cultures can be different, but as long as we're building on the core values, that is what you're saying. In in my mind, that's any team, right? You have to decide what you're going to unite around, right? And it could just be straight winning a championship, right? Right. By any means, we're going to win a championship. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've decided is that if we commit to our core values, that year after year, we're more likely to not only be a winning team, but a team that's engaged in our careers and likes doing it together. 
Yeah, let's talk about those core values. Do you want to just talk a little bit about those? Well, it's weird for me to talk about. I mean, you you know this because I I came from I grew up in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and then I went to a a, a business school at uh, Emory University in Atlanta, and I had a class on like organizational management or something. They would talk about core values and mission statements and all that, and I was like, those are all a joke. I cannot comprehend. The idea that someone's going to sit there and tell me their values as a company. We know you want to sell product. You want to make money. Like core values are, are just a figment of corporate America trying to shove something down our throat, you know, to trick us into buying a product. That was my view of what core values were. Mm-hmm. And it was really, you know, we didn't have core values um, a decade into our company. So this wasn't like, hey, I want to start a company because of core values. It was a decade into the company when we were had the opportunity to potentially grow our business a lot quicker. Someone wanted to give us a bunch of money, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They were impressed with what we were doing to grow our business. And I said, I don't think we would be able to scale that way. Mm-hmm. And when they asked why, part of it was an ability to add teammates at the right rate and an ability to communicate that in the right way. And they said, well, can't you try to put down on paper what your company is and so that everyone coming into your company could get the same experience. And so as I did that, I remember sitting on a plane and saying like, okay, I'm looking at this guy's, this billionaire guy who had been talking to us. I'm looking at his book of his culture and now I'm I'm trying to come up with ours and I got to his core value page and I was like, do we have core values? I don't think we've ever had core values. I was like, well, the only thing I'll say is I know that if someone lies to me, I fire them. So I guess we have one core value, and it's just be honest. And I was like, well, everyone in our company works really hard. So, you know what? Maybe we have two core values. Like, the good people all work hard, so be honest and work hard. And I was like, well, shouldn't core values like, have smart people? I was like, no, no, no. We got some people who aren't that smart or successful. And, <laughs> you know, including I'm looking in the mirror at that oh, one. Okay. I'm looking in the mirror at that one. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's, it's actually the people who kind of do what they say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so for the first, you know, that day I, I was sitting on the plane. All right. Those are our three core values. Mm-hmm. And just, be honest, work hard, and follow through. Felt like common right. sense to you. It's yeah, right. it, and Pretty as obvious. long as you do those things, it seems like you can be successful in the company. And and, and that was it. And and you know, it, it it took the next fifteen years to add another three. So from that plane ride, it took another fifteen years to actually come up with three it. more core values. core values. Did you learn something in that time that made you um, jump to those three core values? Or? I, I think the. You know, I, I really believe that going through some of the economic turbulence okay. and things that we experienced at the end of the, you know, 2008, 2009, around then, is when it really forced me to examine. Because I was like, wait, people who are honest, working hard, and following through aren't actually being successful, some of them. What are they missing? Mm-hmm. And it was through those questions that we realized that. The ones, the, the core values to us included over delivering mm-hmm. that like just kind of doing what you say you were doing wasn't enough mm-hmm. that there was some of that self-motivation and some of that wowing our fans or our partners or our teammates, that ability to over deliver was so key. And then same thing with listening, mm-hmm. which was something we had always believed in. But I think I struggled with it because I'm just not that good a listener. And I'm like, wait. 
can I not be good at something that's like mm, going to be, be a core value, value of the company? Like, because I, I know my mom, significant other, there's some people who might not say I'm the best listener. And that's when we really, well, these aren't core skills, right? Mm. They're core values. Right. And so as long as we're valuing listening, as long as we're saying, hey, we know that by asking questions is the way we're going to learn, mm-hmm. not by yapping right like you know by by listening is how we're going to learn and leading that way and making sure we're committed to doing that as a company Mm -hmm. so we were really committed to those five core values for then the next you know 10 years or almost 15 and then it was like when people would ask how are you how can you be successful in the company i would say just follow our core five values and remember that gkb is a team sport right and so then i was like okay wait if I'm saying GKB is a team sport and that's so central to success, right. isn't that a core value? Right. And then mm-hmm. that became our sixth that's core value of teamwork. Right, right. Because right. right. like, yeah, it was almost like I was like, well, is that one equal to the other five? But I was like, no, it is it is a core value and teamwork is a core value. We're talking to Craig Karmazin, CEO and founder at Good Karma Brands. We're talking core values and we have a lot more to cover with Craig, right? Yes, we do. Because we want to talk about diversity and what that yes. actually means mm-hmm. and uh, some other topics as well. So stick around. That's all coming up as we continue with Hired here on the GKB Radio Network. You're listening to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. And welcome back to Hired. Craig Karmazin is our guest this morning. Craig is the CEO and founder of Good Karma Brands. We've been talking about the history of the company and the core values of the company. Along with Daphne Ursu, I'm Steve Wexler. Yeah, um, Craig, I love how you're talking about the first five core values and how then the sixth core value of teamwork comes together. And so I always talk about that as well. It's like if you're doing all five of those, you're actually being you know, a team player and doing the teamwork. But you say it's still just a little bit different in your mind, right? Absolutely, because I think there are people who have been very successful in our industry and in other industries that just don't do it that way. And they look at it as an individual sport. And there's people who are very, very successful. And I have fired people and said, you are going to continue to be really successful. I understood why you were successful before and you're going to be successful again. Just doesn't work the way we do it, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when you think about sales. I mean, sales, you got to be a good talker and you just got to be able to go out and hunt it. And here we are saying our core value is listening and then it's about teamwork. Mm -hmm. And in so many of our markets, all of our markets ultimately the key to a good you know a good salesperson is that they are listening to their partners mm-hmm. they're you know they're being honest they're following through they're over delivering and then that teamwork within our team because you know it truly is a team sport and so yeah so that teamwork is uh you know it as you said, Daphne, it could be a combination of the five. It could be as important as the five. Or it may be that uh, if you don't have that one, the other five don't matter. How do managers know? How do you know when you're talking to somebody or whether there's somebody who's already in the organization, whether they're living up to those six ideals? So from a hiring standpoint, which this show is called, I'm the worst. I, I'm, Are you I'm really? terrible at hiring people. Why, yeah. is, why is that? I, I, I just, I mean, if you put three candidates up and you ask me to pick the best one, I'm not, I'm not the person to do that at all. I, I'm just not good at it. Okay. I, I, I don't think I've proven to be any better than anyone else. And I think oftentimes when you're a CEO or you're in a certain role, it's assumed that your opinion matters more mm. than other people. I would argue that mine should argue less in those scenarios because 
I think if I have an existing relationship with someone, which yeah. so many direct teammates I have, who I've brought into the company I've had, I think in that situation, I am more likely to have a feel for those core values and have a feel for how successful they could because be. Because there's been evidence. You've yeah, seen but things, but right? I'm just yeah. like an optimist. Like everyone I talk to, I think is could, is going to be awesome. <laughs> like like you know, I, I meet every single person before they start in right. the company, and I have a veto power mm-hmm. to be able to you know to be able to do that. I mean, I think I use that, you know, one out of a hundred times. So I'm thinking 99% of these people are going to be successful. And I can guarantee you that ain't our success rate. (laughs) And that goes back to what we talked to before about, like, you know, culture fit versus culture ad. So you're looking for that, though, too. You're also looking to see if this individual, based on skills, attributes, those types of things, experience, can still bring something back into the organization? I am, but I don't, I mean, people who are interviewing are better at interviewing than I am at interviewing them. And so I don't even look at it that way anymore. I don't, I never think about that I'm interviewing someone. When I'm talking to them, I'm allowing them to interview me. I'm listening to them. I'm wanting them to be as comfortable with me and our organization as possible because I don't think I'm going to ask them some tough question that's going to figure out something that all the teammates, because before someone meets with me, typically they've met with seven, eight, nine, ten people within our team. I'm not smarter than, you know, typically than most of those people. I'm not going to figure out something that they, that they didn't figure out. Now they may have said, Hey, can you dig in on this one quality or this one, you know, core value? We're, we're worried about this. We're worried about that. Then I can try to dig in, but I'm, I'm not going to find something they're not. So for me, I encourage everyone that I talk to to look at it as, hey, you have one career. You're here to interview me. Right. You know, you, you've met a bunch of people within our organization. You have a better chance of knowing if you think you would work in our organization then we're going to figure out if you're going to work in our organization based on us meeting you for a half hour. It's just what you said. It's about a discussion and a conversation, right? And so anyone who's interviewing is not about just the job, but it's really about is is GKB a right fit for them? So that I think that's kind of a little bit about what you're saying also in that, that discussion. I certainly get much more energized by someone who comes with great questions. You know, you think about in most roles and in a company where core value is listening, the idea that they would come also prepared to ask questions and, you know, and have put in the time to think about that, I think is, you know, is a real strength. But again, like, if it's an IT person and I have a great conversation, does that mean that they're going to be good at fixing my computer? I, I don't know. You know, we talked about culture. I really want to talk about diversity because we all understand and we know how important DEI and diversity is for any organization. Um, you know, the, the statistics are out there. The results are out there. Um, I want to know, like, what does diversity mean to you? Um, so I, I think you and I have gone to conferences together and, and there's there's so much uh, you know, to unpack there. Um, I, I think for me, if you're asking what it really means to me, it means like, uh, you know, and apologies to Giannis on this, like failure. Um, you know, cause for me, I look at it as something that for the majority of our company's history, we did wrong and I did wrong. And so when I think about diversity and not the definition or all that, cause there's people way better you know, um, qualified than me to give you that. I think about just how badly I failed at putting my thoughts of diversity and what I was hoping to accomplish into actual practice Mm -hmm. as a company that started in Beaver Dam. 
we may have been working at a little disadvantage. You know, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin's a small, small rural community that didn't have um, it had male and female diversity, right? But there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of diversity of ethnicity, of uh, a lot of things we look at. And so as we grew, I fell into a lot of the traps that a lot of well-intentioned people fall into in trying to con- to trying to create the right diverse workplace. So, you know, I, I mean, legitimately, I can look back. I hired less qualified people at times you know, to try to increase our diversity. Mm-hmm. And what what does that do, right? It then, for a, a population that's watching this person who now has all this pressure on them because they're representing a population, they now um, have more pressure to succeed, maybe uh, less resources to do it because of the support system around them, and... I've done it with someone who's unqualified. So then what what does that mean for the next person and all that? So when I think about diversity, obviously, we've made great strides as a company. We continue, you know, to work at it. But uh, that's what it means to me. I I think more about the, you know, the things I've done wrong over the years. Obviously, there's the reasons about, like, reflecting our community and, like, trying to be, you know, just a good employer. But there's also sort of a business case to be made, right? I mean, it just makes sense, right? Like, I mean, if, if we're all coming from the same point of view, then maybe we could serve people who have that same point of view. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to serve more people, you know, having a, a more diverse, you know, group of people at the table making the decisions is always going to be better. Mm-hmm. And so I think there was that stage where people were doing it because it was the right thing to do or it was the the thing that you know you'd get in trouble you know if your board didn't have this or you'd get in trouble if if you're if you know if someone realized you didn't have that i think it's it's kind of common sense to realize that you know if if you are well intentioned and trying to accomplish things that it it can actually just be better and i see it in our cafe you know in our home office in milwaukee where you know the the different groups of people who are having lunch and who are hanging out and I know that that's contributing you know we we use a, a you know twice a year survey mm-hmm. uh, to measure the engagement of our teammates and you know we've done the survey 15 times over seven and a half years and the most recent um, you know was the second highest score you know over 15 surveys over seven and a half years mm-hmm. and some of those things I would have been worried about we're a bigger team and mm-hmm. does that make people feel less connected and we're more spread out around the country mm-hmm. and all that but what I think has been so key is us being in offices mm-hmm. um, which is you know which is something that so many companies have had have struggled with and just committing hey we're here we're here every day we're working together and then we're getting to know each other because I think that diversity isn't just, you know, isn't just sex, race. Mm-hmm. Reli- like, there's so much diversity of everything. And the more time you get together, the more time you actually can appreciate that, you know, and, and grow from it. Awesome. Remember to hear this show or any of our programs, www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. This is Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired, heard coast to coast on the GKB 
Radio Network. And Daphne, we are joined today by Jackie Waltz. I love that name because it sounds like we're going to dance. I know, it's fun. Which I am not a good dancer. <laughs> I'll bet you're much better at it than mm. I am. Jackie is with Fleet Farm. She is here to share more about the Fleet Farm story, about recruitment and opportunities at Fleet Farm. Jackie is with a field that is near and dear to your heart. <laughs> Human resources. Yeah. So, so excited that you are here, Jackie. I mean, really, tell us your story. So, how did you end up at Fleet Farm? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've been with Fleet Farm, it'll be five years in May. All of my time here has been in HR. I came in a time uh, where the company was in transition and really looking to build the HR function within the organization and what that looked like. So, I came in as a regional HR manager meaning I had a group of stores that I oversaw for the company. And from there, just really building what does HR look like within the company from an engagement perspective, a recruitment perspective, a benefits, just really that total package for the team member. Um, and a team member is what we call our employees. Same here. Yeah. So, you know, and you do that very intentionally, right? I mean, we all know that what an employee is or what mm-hmm. an employer is. But it sounds like you guys made some kind of intentional decision to call mm-hmm. them team members. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they are. We're all a team. We're in it together. And an employee just seemed a little bit more harsh or cold. So we went with the team mm. member just to get that team atmosphere. And I love that because that reminds me of teamwork, one of our, our core values, too. So just I think that also probably plays something into it in terms of like core values and mission and vision for your company. Yep. Right. Absolutely. It yeah. Is. Yep. Yeah. Talk about that for a moment, because I, I went on and looked at uh, the website. Obviously, uh, anybody in Wisconsin know, knows the name and know, knows the brand. But I did a little bit of uh, digging and Daphne and I have discovered on this show. Right. In your world, there is the technical aspects of HR benefits and you know questions that have to be answered around payroll and all that, but the culture and sort of the um, core values of a company are really so important, aren't they? Whether you're recruiting or retaining people, talk a little bit about that at Fleet Farm. Yeah, so we've been around since 1955, and really the foundation of what Fleet Farm was started on was that Midwest values. We really strive to be part of the communities that we're in. We want to be local. We don't want to just have our stores there. We want to be a part of it. So we, in our existing stores, and anytime we go into a new market, we really focus on how can we be part of that. So we focus on our core pillars is kind of what we call them, mm-hmm. which is you know youth sports, the fishing, hunting aspects of it, the farm people, Piece of it, military first responders. So we do um, a ton of different events to focus around those, whether that's from Kids Fishing Day to Shop with a Hero or Shop with a Cop, depending on what market we're in. We work with the Salvation Army at the holiday season. So we just have a variety of different things that we do to be a part of that community. So ultimately, we want you to know we're local, that you shop local, and we're here to work for you and work hard with and for you. Wow. So it's not just a store. It's part of the community the fabric of the community. Uh, On Hired, we're talking to Jackie Waltz, Director of Field Human Resources at Fleet Farm. I love all that, uh, Jackie. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about the opportunities that you have available at Fleet Farm? Yeah, so we have basically three areas that we have within Fleet Farm, and those would be our retail locations. By the end of the year, we'll be at a total of 49 for those. And I'll go into those jobs right now. So a variety of entry-level 
positions in a variety of departments. If anyone's been in our stores, I mean, you could work in the clothing department, you could work in logistics, which would be stocking shelves, that type of thing, cashier. We have lawn and garden is huge for us in the spring. So if you have a green thumb um, and you're looking for some part-time work I'm during out. that time That's of me. season. I, have, I'm, I was good on clothing and logistics. <laughs> the yeah. plant's my area. We'll, we'll so train you. We'll, would we'll you? Train. Okay. Absolutely, we'll train um, on that. So um, we have Toyland, you know, which is also another huge event for us in the fall and just gearing up for the hunting season and then rolling right into the holiday season. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Tell us a little bit about like what does that right candidate look like? I know you have a different opportunities in different areas, yeah. but there's probably like some core level of like what kind of candidate yeah. that you're looking for. Absolutely. So really we're just looking for somebody who is excited to come work. Customer service is huge with us. Um, it's not that hard, right? At the end of the day, just be kind. Um, put that smile on your face. And, you know, I joked that we could train you on lawn and garden, but we can train anyone um, mm -hmm. on any area of positions that we have but we're just really focused on that core value of customer service because that's at the key of everything we do we want to take care of the team um, in the community around us so Jackie some people might come in because they think this might be a great opportunity or a good job for me for a while others might be looking for some kind of growth trajectory mm -hmm. and maybe they want to advance into management mm -hmm. or supervisory roles talk a little bit about growth at Fleet Farm and yep. is that important to you do you talk about that what does that look like yeah, it's huge uh, within our organization, and we have a variety of different career paths a team member can take. You know, if it's in the retail store, we have management positions, we have human resource positions, we have loss prevention positions. So you have the opportunity to, you know, grow from that hourly team member into even a lead role, which is, um, you know, that next step, and then ultimately into that managerial role. We have a lot of people that will start out in the retail um, store or in our distribution and will transition into our corporate office. You know, and that might be into a merchandising role, that might mm -hmm. be in an inventory control position, that might be in accounts payable. So there's just a huge variety of ways your career um, can grow within the organization. Yeah, it's good. Is there anything else that we need to know about Fleet Farm? Um, I don't know that there's anything else you need to know. I just um, want to reiterate that we are a great organization. Mm -hmm. um, we care deeply for our team members and the communities we serve in. We have a great benefit package. I think one of the things that sets us apart from others is we have 20% discount. Mm -hmm. For our employees. Wait, so if I'm a Fleet Farm team member, I saw that discount in your eyes. And so, in addition to my benefits and my pay and yeah. other um, benefits that I might uh, be entitled to, I can shop with mm -hmm. a 20% discount. You absolutely mm -hmm. can. Okay. And we also open that up to your family members. That would be open to your parents. That would be open okay. to any spouse. Um, what about my favorite the, HR director? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you know, For my fifteen plants. Yes. So, yeah. Um, no, but that's really great, right? Yeah, because it really is. The culture, right? If there was no culture, but you got a twenty percent discount, that's a different story. Absolutely. What you're describing is a family and mm -hmm. beliefs and right. vision, and not or some really nice economic benefits. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I guess such 
awesome opportunities, not only from a you know culture perspective, but really from a benefits perspective too. So tell us how we can learn more. Yep, absolutely. So you can go to our website, careersatfleetfarm.com. Let's say it again slowly so folks who might be thinking about this can uh, check it out. <laughs> absolutely. Careersatfleetfarm.com. And then you can choose from there which um, division you're looking for. Again, um, as I mentioned before, whether that's the retail locations, the distribution, or the corporate positions you can choose from there. All of the positions then will be out there listed. So Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. That's wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing the story because, you know, Fleet Farm is one of those great, I think, iconic uh, brands. And for you to describe it as I knew you would, frankly, without even having met you, that it's mm -hmm. not just a store that has amazing variety and uh, pricing, but that there's actually a culture behind right, it. Right. Um, I'm always interested in hearing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you did not disappoint because, right. I mean, this is a... Daphne, 1955, right. right? The origins of a company like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is that history like still sort of alive and yeah, discussed absolutely. in your company? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it's um, ingrained in everything we do. So absolutely alive and well. And like I said, you know, when they started, it was that foundation on the Midwest values, and that continues today to be our, our focus. Well, just, we sure appreciate that. Yeah, sure do. And I love that culture piece again. I just got to point that out again, because that's what people are looking for. When candidates are looking for roles, they want to know that culture is important to that organization before they join. So Absolutely. great. So yeah, the days you. of just, well, what are the hours? What's I the know. pay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. But yeah. Boy, there's so much more. Absolutely. So yeah. And you really helped tell that story. So yeah. thank you, great. Jackie. Thank you. So much. Jackie thank Waltz you. with thank Fleet you. Farm telling us the story of a great Wisconsin company. And let's repeat the website one more time. Yep. It's careers at fleetfarm.com. Thanks for being here, Jackie. Thank you. More of Hired on the GKB Radio Network coming up. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. So thank you for joining us for Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Every week, Daphne and I talk about opportunities at Good Karma Brands and at other businesses. And here at Good Karma Brands, boy, you heard it today, Daphne. People, I think, lead with, I'm looking for a culture and I'm looking for quality. And then they talk about the actual specific job. So why don't we just spend a minute or so talking about those core values that are mm -hmm. important to us here at Good Karma Brands. Mm -hmm. And I think we lead the same way. So we look at our core values, which um, are to be honest, um, to listen, to over deliver, um, to work hard, to follow through, and again, I think when you're doing all of those five things, you are our sixth core value, which is really, truly teamwork. And I think that's what we're hearing from all the people we've been talking to over these last few weeks. So if somebody comes into our company and we feel like there's agreement, if you will, on those six concepts mm -hmm. or those six ideas, which, by the way, when I first was um, exposed to those, I thought nothing on that list looked all that tricky and things like honesty you hope just speak to a basic sense of ethics oh, and integrity right that like, is true we're just gonna look each other in the eye and be uh, honest uh, about mistakes or about successes right? right because I think that's what you want back right you give honesty and you get it back so absolutely by the way I don't really carry my weight Daphne does on this show every week <laughs> I'm Steve Wexler thank you for listening to hired the GKB recruitment show